Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us, and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. All right, great to see everyone. How you guys doing today? Great to see you. Hey, come on, let's put our hands together. Let's welcome all of our locations right now. Big hello to all of our Celebration locations and maybe some of you that are watching online today. Uh, we are in our awakening, 21 days of prayer and fasting. How many of you are excited about the last week? Come on, it's the last week of the fast. I mean, what growth track, fast-friendly pizza? Haven't y'all heard anything I've been talking about these last three, I don't know about fast-friendly pizza, but I mean, you better, you better go in there and get you some, I guess. That's what I've learned to do on the fast, like before, like, you know, if you're eating fruits and veggies, you know, before you ask what's in it, you know, if someone says, well, I think it's just vegetables, just eat it before they tell you. So then if they tell you, you know, there accidentally was some chicken or ice cream or something like that in there, like you ate it with a clean conscience, you know, something like that. But uh, we're so glad you're here. Look, real quickly before I get into the message today, I, I, I kind of want to lay out what this week looks like. Uh, this week is Revival Week. We see so many miracles and so many breakthroughs this week every single year. I cannot overemphasize the value and how important this week is in your spiritual walk with God. So I want to let everyone know, of course, this Wednesday night is our first riot night of the year. Riot night is on the first Wednesday now. That's for all of our youth. It's also for our college and sub-30. Riot Night is our monthly event for youth and college where they come together and there's a passionate outbreak uh, for God. That's what the word riot means, a passionate outbreak for a cause. And so that's why we call it Riot Night. So if you make sure that your young person is here, if you're uh, in sub 30 or college, you want to be here as well. Even if you're over 30 and just, you know, you're not eating, so you might as well come to church. It's going to be awesome. We have a special section for you in the back. It's where I sit if I'm not preaching, but I'm preaching this Riot Night. And uh, so we're excited about that. And then listen, then we have three nights of revival, just three. Everybody say three. So it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Thursday night, Pastor Stephen Furtick will be here on Thursday night. Yes, really, really excited. I'm on Pastor Stephen's board at Elevation Church. He's a good friend, and he is so excited to be here. And so here's the thing about revival. If I can say one thing to you, that first night is so important. Is what, we, what I've seen over the past few years, it's kind of like the first night it, we set the thermostat for the temperature of what God is going to do the rest of the week. So I'm just saying, like, you just coming to Thursday night is huge. If you can get to Thursday night, you're going to have an encounter with God. God's going to start moving, and it's going to be easy for you to come Friday and Saturday. But Thursday night, that's the battle. Listen, the enemy does not want you coming Thursday night. Don't underestimate that. And how, well, here's what I've realized. 90% of the battle is just getting here. You just got to get here. Get here on Thursday night. Come to the first night. And if you don't have a powerful experience with God, then don't come back. But you're going to have one, and I'm telling you, everything that we've been fasting and praying for, we had an amazing prayer week. We're praying for all of you uh, over these last couple of weeks. It all culminates in this three-day revival, 
okay? So very, very important, and especially the first night. Y'all know what we believe about the first here at Celebration. God first. The first sets the tone for the rest. That Thursday night with Stephen Furtick. Then I also want to say, on Saturday, we have our first ever what we're calling our, our, our dream team event. And what that is, that's for everyone that is serving, everyone that is leading a, uh, a, a connect group, um, or anyone that is interested in serving. Now, over the last 18 years here at Celebration, um, we've done a lot of things well with serving, but some things we haven't done so well. And so we feel like that, that everything that we've learned over the last 18 years, we really wanna take the ministry to the people that serve in celebration and that lead groups. We wanna take our ministry to you to the next level. So this is not some big hype thing, come out for the dream team. No, I would say that this is, is us just maturing as a church, having done some things really well with serving and volunteers, some things not so well. We really wanna take our ministry to you to the next level with vision and with care and really treating you in some ways like some of our staff because you guys are the ones that make it happen here at Celebration week in and week out. Come on, put your hands together. And so we've branded it. We've branded, no matter what ministry you're in, every person that serves or that leads a group, we're branding that the dream team because you are part of the team that's gonna help Jesus fulfill his dream for the world and for our community. And so if you're interested in serving, if you already are serving, or if you're in leadership in a group or in any other thing in celebration, that's for you. I'll be speaking at it, you don't wanna miss it. That's on Saturday, okay? And then we're all gonna be here and uh, have communion Saturday night. It's just gonna be an awesome special weekend. I'm praying for you guys. I really feel like God's gonna do some amazing, amazing things. And I just, I don't want you to miss out. We're already getting so many testimonies about what God is, is doing. And uh, there's just something about when we come together. And I want you to come, listen, Thursday night, uh, whichever your first night is, Wednesday night at, 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 at riot night or Thursday night with Stephen Furtick, listen, you come not just saying, Lord, I'm gonna receive something from you. A absolutely, come expectant to receive, but you come saying, God, I'm coming to give you some praise. I'm coming out of my busy day and out of my work week. I'm coming here to draw near to you, Lord, and you're gonna draw near to me. Come on, can you give God a hand for that, huh? <clears throat> okay, we're gonna continue today uh, in part three of Armed and Dangerous. I'm not gonna speak long because I did wanna take some time and kind of lay out this uh, revival uh, week. And, uh, and so we're gonna go right into the message. This is part three from Ar Arm Armed and Dangerous. I've been preaching about this uh, the last few weeks. So if you weren't here, please go back two weeks ago and then I think also on January 15th when I talked about this. But what we've been talking about is the power of the word of God. And how not just reading the word, but meditating on the word is how we renew our minds and how we experience true and sustainable transformation. We've talked about that the battleground is the mind. And we looked back in Genesis, how, how Satan took mankind captive. He didn't take us captive with a gun or a knife or a bomb. He took us captive with a lie. And that's the same thing that he's doing today, which is why it's so important for us to be armed with the truth 
of the word of God so that we can experience what the truth does for us and that's setting us free. And a couple of weekends ago, we talked about the difference between theology and psychology. Theology is what we believe, but psychology is what we decide. And unfortunately, our lives go the way of our psychology. You have to have good theology. That is the foundation. But where the conflict is with many of us, it's, okay, we know the Bible says this. We believe this. We want to experience this. But somehow our decisions, our actions, we're not able to do what we know we should do or we, we end up doing what we know we shouldn't do. How do we get our psychology, our decisions, to line up with our theology? We, that we experience that power by learning how to meditate and apply the word of God. And if you will get hungry for the word and if you will understand the power of the word, I'm telling you, this is gonna be your best year Ever. How many of you are ready to experience freedom at a new level this year? So let's, let's jump in. Uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. You can go there. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for your word. God, for these next 25 minutes, help us to lean in, Lord, where we can understand once again the power of your word and what it can do for us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... Amen. How many of you have heard of the armor of God? The armor of God, right? <clears throat> Spent a lot of teaching on that. I want to kind of unpack that, hopefully in a fresh way, and kind of bring in a fresh perspective, a fresh context, because this is so, so important. What the Apostle Paul is going to do right here is he's going to describe the, the equipment, the gear, the uniform of a Roman soldier. And I want you to understand he's using this analogy as basically kind of like an outline for how we are to think and apply the word of God in our lives. It's kind of like when Jesus gave us the outline of the Our Father prayer. He said, in this manner, I want you to pray. And, you know, our Father, you know, praise God, then pray for his will. You know, pray for the need, your needs, the needs of others. He's given us an outline. It's not just something to repeat. Well, the apostle Paul here, that's what he's doing right here. Jesus gave us this outline how to pray. And now God, through his word, is giving us an outline in how to think and how to use the word of God as a weapon, we talked about that how we get into bondage. We have what the Bible calls strongholds in our mind. And the Bible commands us that we're to pull down those strongholds. A stronghold is it's a collection of thoughts. It's a house of thoughts that are based uh Either in a lie, something that's not true, it's based in a past pain, you're, you're not seeing things the correct way, you experience this, so you view things like this, you can't believe God in this area, so it can be a stronghold in your life, and the Bible commands us to pull down strongholds. Well, think of the armor of God, it's like the anti-stronghold. Remember, you can't just remove a thought, you can only replace it. So what the armor of God is, God's giving you a new house to construct in your mind. It's the anti-stronghold, so you can kind of get an outline, a platform, where how you can think and how you can use the word of God in your life to experience transformation. Okay, are you guys ready? So this is all about the truth. This is all about a house of thoughts. He's gonna talk about seven things here. Look what he says. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Notice it says, 
Don't be strong in yourself, but be strong in the Lord. You might not think of yourself as a strong or confident person, but can I tell you this? Everybody can be strong in the Lord. The way that we're strong in the Lord is we are strong in his word. Jesus says this. Jesus says, look, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So it says, look, we're going to be strong in the Lord. We're not going to live a life of defeat. We're not just going to accept mediocre. We're not just going to fall down and lay there. We're not going to get into this pattern of woe is me and this is not going to work out for me and my life is like this and I don't experience this. No, you, you are going to experience that breakthrough. No, you can experience transformation. No, you can get free from that addiction. Yes, you can have a blessed marriage. Yes, God can come in and heal your hurt. Yes, he can give you grace to forgive that person. Yes, he can revive you. I wish somebody would help me preach. Everybody say, yes, he can. Look what it says. He says, so put on the whole armor of God. Everybody say whole armor. Too many of us are walking around. We got half armor on. We don't have the whole armor. Look what he says. He says, look, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having to done all stand. So let me say this. I just want to qualify one more time. Everyone understand there is a God and there is a devil. There is a war that we are in. Whether you like it or not, we're in a war. And you know where the battle is? It's right here. This is where all of that goes on. Any thought that you don't take captive will take you captive. All this battle that he's talking about is in the mind. So here's what he's going to do. He's about to give you an outline of how to use the truth of the word of God to renew your mind where you can experience the freedom that God wants you to experience. Come on. So look what he says there. He says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, everybody say above all. Interesting, so this shield of faith, he says, okay, but above all, like this has kind of got some extra power, some extra weight here, this shield of faith. Uh, above all, taking the shield of faith, which, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer. That's the last thing. That's actually six things and then prayer. Prayer is number seven. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful. Everybody say watchful. To this end. Now, now, now watch. That word watchful, you know what it means? It means intentional. It means you have to understand this war that is going on in your mind where the enemy's trying to take you captive with a lie, where he's trying to pull you down in defeat, you have to be intentional about applying the truth of God to your life. You have to think about what you're thinking about. You know, it's just like God told Joshua. We talked about a couple of weeks ago. Joshua was gonna take the promise saying, you know what God told Joshua? He said, you listen to me, Joshua. Well, he didn't say that, but here, that's what I think God's tone was. 
He said, okay, Joshua, you know what? You're gonna take the promised land and here's how you're gonna do it. In my word, Joshua, you're gonna meditate day and night. You got people that are coming out of slavery. You got people that have, have a captivity in their mind. You've got people that they need to learn how to think right so they can begin to act right. You got people that are overcomers, but they don't know they're overcomers. You got people that have my power, but they don't know how to use my power. So just what you're gonna have to do, you and everybody else, you're gonna have to learn how to meditate in my word day and night. You're gonna have to renew your mind. Now listen, a renewed mind, is a disciplined mind. A renewed mind is a disciplined mind. Here's what that means. We, we can't just let thoughts be going all crazy off in our head. Somebody hurts you. Somebody makes you mad. You know how many times you have the opportunity to get mad every single day? Like a hundred. I turn on the TV, I'm gonna get mad in about 30 seconds. Somebody doing something crazy over here. Somebody doing something crazy over there. Someone's lying about this. I mean, listen, do you understand? We live in a mad, mad world. It is upside down. So you're gonna have to get your mind disciplined. Watch, watch, because your mind affects your mood and your mood affects your attitude and your attitude affects your altitude. I wish somebody would hear me up in here. Your attitude, your attitude is the prophet of your future. That's why, watch, your mind affects your mood. Your mood affects your attitude. Your attitude, positive, yes, he can, yes, I will, I'm going to overcome. That attitude, well, I'm going to trust God even though I don't understand. That attitude right there, it's the prophet of your future. I can see what your tomorrow is going to look like based on your attitude today. You can't have a positive life without positive thoughts. You can't have an overcoming life without overcoming thoughts. Are you following me here? Where'd my scripture go? Okay. Oh, I finished it. Yeah, being watchful to this end. All right. <laughs> All right, real quick, let's run, run through these. You can take that down, okay? Because I'm not sure I'm gonna talk about them in order because we're just gonna talk about them. How about that? First thing, first thing, what did it did, uh, talk about? It talks about that with a Roman soldier here, he had this, this belt, a Roman soldier, he, he wore a belt and that would kind of hold together everything else. Kind of his, his breastplate would connect into that. It would hold the sheath for his sword. But the interesting thing about the belt on the Roman soldier, where it was located, it was located on the area of the body where we reproduce and eliminate. So God says, I want a belt of truth in the area where you reproduce and eliminate. Here's what God's word, here's what God is telling us. If you make my word the standard for your life, you will reproduce truth and you will eliminate error. If my word is your standard, that belt of truth, 
If this truth is your standard, guess what? See, all of us and every single person, you're reproducing something and you're eliminating something. God says, if my word is your standard, you know what? You'll reproduce truth and you'll eliminate error and that truth will set you free. If God's word is not the standard for your decisions, you will reproduce error and eliminate truth and will come into bondage. That's what's going on in the world today. People who don't know Jesus, you know what they're doing? They're reproducing error. They're eliminating truth. God says, no, not for you. You're my children. I want you to be free. So you know what you're going to learn to do? You're going to learn to make this your standard. This is what's going in the area where you, you, you reproduce and eliminate. If my word says it, watch, you're going to receive it and you're going to reproduce it. You're going to reproduce it in your life and you're going to share it and reproduce it in the life of others. Come on, give God a hand for that. Watch. If my word doesn't say it, we're gonna eliminate that from our lives. But, but that's just not how I feel. Do you see? Remember when Jesus said, anyone who wants to come after me, he must what first? He must deny himself. He must take up his cross. He must follow me. Watch this every time. You choose God's word and God's will over your own desires and over your own feelings. Can I tell you this? You take up your cross. Transformation happens in your heart and you become more like Jesus and you are, are, are be, walk into a new level of freedom. We're going to reproduce truth. We're going to eliminate error. Uh, the next thing, the breastplate. Remember it talked about the breastplate of what? Righteousness, very interesting. The breastplate of righteousness. Now, on a Roman soldier, the breastplate, it protected the vital organs. What's this telling us? That the enemy wants to put a kill shot on you. See, you put a shot in the vitals, you're gonna get killed. What did Jesus say about the enemy, about Satan. He's the father of lies and he comes to what? Through those lies, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life, vitals, vitality. I've come that you might have vitality and have that life and vitality in an abundant way. So here's what we have to learn. We have to learn how to have the breastplate of righteousness over our vitality. Why? Because when you mess up, when you sin, when you make mistakes, when you think about your past, when you fail, you know what? The accuser, the enemy's gonna come in. He's gonna bring in condemnation. He's gonna try to put a kill shot in your joy. He's gonna try to put a kill shot in your peace. He's gonna try to put a kill shot in your self-worth. And he wants you to think that, yeah, maybe you're going to heaven, but you're such a screw up. You're such a mess up. And God just kind of tolerates you and you're never gonna experience all the good stuff that God wants for your life and you're always gonna have this addiction and you're always gonna have this sin and you mess up and you mess up. Listen, next time you sin, you need to remind the enemy of the blood of Jesus. It's the breastplate of what? Righteousness. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't put a kill shot on my joy. You can't put a kill shot on the forgiveness that God has given me. Because the Bible says 
that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When the blood of Jesus touched my sin, all of my sin was washed away. I'm forgiven because of what Jesus did. I'm not forgiven based on what I've done or haven't done. I'm not accepted based on what I've done or haven't done. I'm not going to heaven based on what I've done or haven't done. I'm going to heaven, I'm righteous, I'm accepted, I'm forgiven, I have the favor of God because of what Jesus did and I have faith in Jesus. It's salvation by Jesus. It's salvation because of the grace of God. You can't do nothing about my righteousness, devil. The blood of Jesus is the most powerful cleansing agent in the universe. And see, the, God knows this, the joy of the Lord is your strength, that's your vitality. The enemy wants to kill your vitality by bringing condemnation into your life. And that's why you have to have, listen, we're gonna make mistakes, we're gonna sin, we're gonna mess up, everyone is. That's why the Bible says if the Lord counted iniquities, who could stand? You understand, it's the dispensation of grace. That's why it says in, in, in Acts that this is the dispensation of God's favor when he's not counting men's sins against them because Jesus paid the price for all of our sins. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Watch. That's what the word says, regardless of how I feel, regardless of what I did. So I'm going to reproduce that truth and I'm going to eliminate the error. Did you kind of like that move? I don't know if that's appropriate in church. I'm going to eliminate that error. that I can be condemned because the truth says that there is therefore no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Come on, you got your blessed plate, breastplate on. Give God a hand for that. Come on, so we got the belt of truth, we got the breastplate of righteousness. Real, real quick, the helmet of salvation, here's all that God's saying. Look, look, what, what, the helmet, it's over your mind. The helmet of salvation, the helmet of wholeness. You have to remember, look, you have a saved mind now. You have the mind of Christ now. God wants you thinking saved thoughts. He wants you thinking heavenly thoughts. He doesn't want you thinking broken thoughts. He wants you thinking whole thoughts. He wants you thinking whole thoughts about yourself. Let me ask you something. Are your thoughts about yourself broken or whole? When you catch your self thinking broken, negative, bad thoughts about you, here's what the no, I'm, no, wait, I have a helmet of salvation. I'm saved. I'm not that person. I'm a child of God now. I'm saved. What does salvation mean? It means wholeness. So you know what? I might not be that now, but I know who God created me to be. Remember Jacob, his name meant deceiver. He wrestled with God and prevailed. You could say he got saved, okay? What did God say? You're no longer the deceiver, you're Israel. You're governed by God. You're strong with God. You know what? Jacob kept acting crazy. 
You might look at some of the things he did right after that. You're like, there he is, the deceiver. See, God doesn't see you where you are. He sees your potential. He sees who you are in Christ on the inside. So what we have to do is we have to, in our mind, we have to make sure when we're being negative, when we have those self-depreciating thoughts, those are broken thoughts. Those are not thoughts of salvation. Those are not whole thoughts. That's not what God thinks about you. It's a helmet of salvation. Oh, the next thing, this is my favorite one. You ready for this? It talks about your feet shod with the gospel of peace. In other words, put on your gospel shoes. I think people look over this one. Here's the interesting thing about Roman soldiers. And if you watch any of that history uh, stuff or, you know, those kind of things that go back and they study wars and dynasties and all that. You, you might have seen this, but the Romans were the first ones to actually put cleats on their sandals. So their shoes, their sandals had cleats on them, watch, which gave them a huge advantage over their enemy. Because even if they were fighting uphill, in other words, the enemy should have the advantage because the enemy has the high ground and he's coming downhill. But the Romans would have cleats on their sandals, on their shoes. So watch, even though they had to go uphill, look, they could get traction. And even though it was uphill, they could, they could push back the enemy. See, here's what it means, the gospel shoes. I like to call it. Every day, when you leave your house, you have on gospel shoes. In other words, the gospel, the Bible says the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Your shoes are what you walk in. When I leave my house, I'm walking in the power of the Holy Spirit and in the power of the gospel. I do not live for money. I do not live just for myself. I do not live just for pleasure. I live according to the purposes of God. I'm gonna advance the kingdom of God. I'm gonna get traction. I'm gonna push back the gates of hell. Listen, you have a divine calling. You have a purpose in your life. What you do today matters. What you do tomorrow when you show up at work matters. What you do in your house matters. It's not just another day. No, this is the day the Lord has made. He made it. He made you. He made you with purpose. He has a destiny for your life. What you do today matters. You affect the kingdom. You're not just going to work. You're not just going to class. You're not just going here and going there and taking the kids here and taking them there. No, you got your gospel shoes on. You're being led by the Holy Spirit. I got purpose today. I got calling on my life. I got destiny on my life. I'm not living for myself. I got gospel shoes on and they're giving me traction and I'm going to push back the kingdom of darkness and I'm going to gain ground for the kingdom of God. But you got to have that purpose. You got to understand your divine destiny. It's kind of like, like this. See these shoes I have on right here? I don't know if you can see them. I don't know if our campuses can see them. These are the uh, Chelsea boots. You know why Chelsea boots are so popular? Because I started wearing them. <laughs> and the people up in New York and London saw me and then, you know, they made them popular. Here's the thing. Watch, watch, watch. Many of you know I like to work out. I train, I run, 
all that kind of stuff. Can you imagine, watch, can you imagine if I went to train in my Chelsea boots? Can you imagine if I went running in my Chelsea boots? If I worked out in my Chelsea boots? I'll say, watch, I'd run slower, I'd injure myself, I'd hurt myself, I couldn't lift as much as I'm supposed to lift. In other words, even though I'm the same person, I would think that something's not working. I'm defeated. Just, it's not happening for me. But really, I'm the same me. I just got on the wrong shoes. I don't have on the shoes that are designed for the purpose to which I'm called to. But if I take off my Chelsea boots, and I put on my Nike Zoom Elite number nines, nine edition. That's right, do y'all want some of these? These are the latest, greatest things out. You can try to get them. They're not in stores, but I have a pair. because I went to the Nike headquarters a couple of weeks ago. I happened to be bound, and um, so it's just how it's gonna be. All of a sudden, I put on my Nike Zoom. Oh my, man. Now watch this, watch. I'm the same me as I was in my Chelsea boots, but just because I have the right shoes on, oh man, I'm running faster. I'm training harder. I'm getting in shape more. I'm getting better results. I'm not hurting myself. Oh, you're not hearing me. I'm telling you, some of you think you've been living in defeat. You just got the wrong shoes on. You don't realize that you have a purpose, that God has a destiny, that what you do today matters, that he's got a call on you. I'm telling you, when you understand the purpose that God has for your life, you will leave your, you'll start getting traction. Would Michael Jordan have the records that he has today if he would have played basketball in Chelsea boots? No, and he probably have two broke ankles. But he's the same Michael Jordan. Do you see? Christ in you. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. I'm telling you, you got the same word that Jesus, do you understand that Jesus defeated the, de the enemy with three scriptures? Three. When the devil, understand, when Jesus came to earth, remember, he, Philippians tells, tells us that he emptied himself of his, of his, of his uh, divine godliness and all that. He emptied himself. He came as a man filled of the Holy Spirit. And walk this earth as the son of God, fully God, but also fully man, resisting temptation and living a perfect life. Do you know what that means? Everything that Jesus did, he did by faith. So when the enemy came and tempted him, it wasn't like Jesus was like the son of God, like this, you know, this power, like, whoa, 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 whoa. And when Jesus spoke the word, somehow the word was different. 
He spoke the same, and Jesus didn't have to get up there and like recite Deuteronomy, be, be all uh, recite, reciting the Torah. Three scriptures. That's how powerful the word of God is. That's why it talks about the sword of the spirit. With three scriptures, he pushed back the enemy. I'm telling you right now, you get your gospel shoes on, man, you get purpose in your life. You get out there with the sword of the spirit. I'm telling you, you can gain traction and you can push back the enemy in your life. Can you give God a hand? You know, so many times life, it's like we're going uphill, right? But God wants to give you traction as you go uphill if you will understand who he's called you to be and how he has a calling and every day matters. And sometimes, here's the thing, sometimes, watch, sometimes we have to get out of our comfort zone and we got, we got, we got to push a little bit. So here's the thing about comfort. We like staying in our comfort zones because when we're com where we're comfortable, we're familiar. Just because it's familiar does not mean it's healthy. Because you can't change in comfort. Don't you wish we could change in comfort? Don't you wish that we could all lose weight and get in shape and be healthy and all that just by sitting on the couch and eating potato chips? I'll be the first. I'll be right there. I'll be ordering two bags of them Lay's up in that couch just... Uh, uh, the, you can't change in comfort. You want to know where change is? You want to know where the breakthrough is? It's right outside of your comfort zone. Let me break that down practically. Here's what that means. For some of you, you're going to have to get out of your comfort, comfort zone just to make it here on Thursday night. It's not going to be comfortable. Your kid's going to be hollering. You'd had a bad day at work. You're going to have a hundred reasons why not to come. What I'm hoping you realize, I hope you look down at your feet and I hope you realize, you know what? The gospel of Jesus has saved me and God has a divine purpose and destiny for my life. And I've got to walk. I've got to get, people say this, I got to get up and I got to get moving because I know that there's going to be a breakthrough at revival, the breakthrough, the miracle, the blessing, it's right outside of my comfort zone. The woman with the issue of blood, boy, she had to push through the crowd. She had to say, no, there's divine purpose. I'm going to push through. The, the, they, the four friends, what did they have to do? They had to break open that roof. It wasn't convenient. Oh, it was so comfortable out there outside of the crowd, but they had to break open that roof. They had to lower him in. When Jesus spit in the man's eyes, he said, you need to go over there and wash. You know where they say that pool where he had to wash his eyes was? It was about two miles away. Can you imagine that guy trying to find that pool two miles away? What is Jesus saying? Sometimes you gotta push. You gotta get outside your comfort zone. You gotta invite that neighbor to church that you don't like. You gotta call that relative that offended you and say, I forgive you. You gotta take the high ground and repent to your wife. You gotta pray. Wait. I'm just telling you, if you wanna change, change is outside the comfort zone, but you got the shoes to make it happen.
Everybody say, I'm getting traction. Say, I'm getting traction. All right. I'm closing up. Where's the worship team? Which ones didn't I hit? <laughs> sword of the Spirit. Let me say one thing about real quick. Shield of the faith, sword of the Spirit. In prayer, watch this. That Roman shield, it wasn't this little shield. It was a full body shield. That's why it says, above all, the shield of faith. Why? Because it takes faith sometimes to believe that God really forgives you. It takes faith sometimes to step out of our comfort zone. It takes faith sometimes to really think that what I do today matters, that I do have that divine call. It's all by faith. We, we walk by faith, not by sight. The sword of the Spirit. I talked about that. Jesus defeated the enemy with three scriptures. Let me tell you something about the sword of the Spirit in general, the Word of God. We talked about the basics, the outline, but I want you to know that the Word of God has a promise for every problem that you're facing. There is a word for every worry. There's a blessing for every battle. You have the greatest weapon at your disposal 24-7. And you know what, that final thing, you can stand to your feet right now. Come on, Ben, that final thing, this is what we're gonna do right now just for two minutes. I'm gonna please ask no one leave. No one leave at all of our campuses because we're gonna worship, we're gonna pray. You know what prayer does? Prayer sharpens our sword. Prayer makes sure that our shoes got that traction. Prayer makes sure that our armor is, is working and, and, and ready so we cover everything with prayer. Come on, how many of you are ready to put on the whole armor of God? Father, we just come right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we put on the armor. The armor is a collection of thoughts based on the truth of the Word of God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that your Word is our standard. Lord, we thank you that we're righteous because of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that we walk by faith and not by sight. Lord, we're gonna think safe thoughts. We're gonna think whole thoughts with that helmet of salvation. Lord, we put on gospel shoes knowing that you have a calling on our life, that you saved us for a reason, for a purpose, that what we do today matters. Lord, we just take up our sword of the Spirit and we pray and we worship you right now. Come on, worship him, church. Come on, let's pray and worship right now. Let's pray and worship. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.